Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle, and we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 2001 movie, The Fast and the Furious, with our pal Marley. Welcome, Marley. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I'm like the biggest <laughs> fan of your show. Thank you for having me on well, we're <laughs> to talk big- about family. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're the biggest fan of you. And if you want to get to know Marley a little bit better and you haven't listened to our trailer, make sure to pause and go check out our trailer and then come back. Talk about the entire Fast series. And uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. <laughs> if you love the podcast and you want to support us, here's a few ways you can. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to your fav- favorite podcasting platform and leave us a review. And don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform to make sure that you get push notifications to let us know, to let you know when a new episode is live. And head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash no more late fees. Sign up to be a Patreon bestie like our pal Marley here. (laughs) And as he can attest, the behind the scenes and the extra footage you get is pretty hysterical. Top notch. (laughs) High high quality content. (laughs) I, I I need more Danielle bathing like <laughs> just a very staunch opinions on hygiene over yes. here yeah people need to wash their ass <laughs> in, in real life and in fiction because if they don't see it in fiction they don't do it in real life is it representation yes. matters it representation does matters. soap matters <laughs> but diving into the movie the fast and the furious is about Dominic Toretto as he enjoys the adrenaline of street car racing and his fans treat him like a rock star. After a blazing encounter with the ruthless Johnny Tran, who is also fine, <laughs> Dom decides to take Brian, a newcomer, to street racing under his wing. Dom's sister, Mia, sees something she likes in Brian, them baby blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Trouble is, neither of them realize he's an undercover cop he popo y'all and dominic and his rival johnny tran are both the prime suspects in a case involving dirty money and big rig hijacking the movie stars vin diesel paul walker michelle rodriguez and jordana brewster it was directed by rob cohen written by gary scott thompson eric burquist and david Ayer. it's actually based on racer x an article by ken lee and you can rent it's not free which is like so fucking annoying i don't know why especially with this movie coming out the well, new one that's why they did that i noticed yeah. like when i when the movie was like cl- close to release they took them all off hbo max and they're like you have to purchase for for 3.99 not well, wow but but thankfully i own them all on blu-ray <laughs> so <laughs> Well, now I own it as well on Amazon Prime. And I used her password to watch it. So we're all owner of things. 
But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. And then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would plan repeat. Five day rental. Would watch again. Two day rental. Eh, okay, but nothing to write home about. And same day rental. The equivalent of Fast 9 or F9. <laughs> F9, the Fast Saga, the full title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marley, we'll start with you. What was your Y2K rating of this movie? Well, originally I rented this at Blockbuster and I, uh, like I said in the trailer, like my mom was the one that introduced me to this. She picked it off the shelf and was just like, we should watch this. This looks, this looks like fun. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't know. So, and after watching it, like, I don't think I didn't really resonate it with, with it all that much. I know I'm going to shock Danielle here, <laughs> but, but I would say I would give it a two, two day rental. Like it's like I didn't really fall in love with this franchise into until Tokyo Drift, but I still respect like where I still thought it was like a fun movie, like in two thousand like when I saw it. Why two K Danielle was not impressed. She was like, "There's a green car. There's an orange car. They're hitting each other. They're out in the streets. The cops are coming." It sounds uh, like current day Danielle. Anywho, a two day <laughs> rental for me. I did not buy this one. I went to see this at the Dollar Theater <laughs> in Coral Springs, and I had a brand new 2001 Volkswagen Beetle, Ooh. which after getting out of the movies, I thought I was a race car driver too, <laughs> and like tore out of that parking lot. <laughs> I was inspired. When it came out on DVD, I bought it. I owned it. I was family. It was a would buy for me. So, wow. See, you bring it. I'm really glad you brought that up because I, you, Danielle, you've asked this question to me. Like, why do they keep making these movies? But mm -hmm. what you just said, Jackie, is I think that's the reason why. Because the, the cops got to have their quota. They'd be like, <laughs> like, when these movies come out, people feel like they have that, like they want to like, they, they want to go as fast as possible. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you have like cops just sitting outside the movie theater when these movies come out, <laughs> waiting for people to like drift out of like the movie theater parking lot. It's there like... goes another F9. Let's get them, boys. <laughs> I was fast and I was furious. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the box office. One thing. So Jackie and I had to watch Point Break for another podcast that we were guesting on. And I had, I saw someone talk about this on, I think on like Twitter and they were just like, the Fast and the Furious is literally a point break. And so after we watched that and now rewatching this, I would have to say, hell yes, it is. It's, it's point break. It is. B-R-A-K-E. Did I say blank? <laughs> Did I say blank or break? No, he was a, he was making a play on words. Oh, because I kept saying in my break. head, don't say blank, because I kept thinking blank check. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Sorry. Yes, it is a break. 
a brake it's a brake as in brake pedal that's where yes. the thing on the car that makes you stop daniel <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that is <laughs> green means go i don't know about stopping the movie had a budget of 38 million dollars and made 207.3 million dollars worldwide that's a lot of cheddar I can get a lot of what is it, Nas? Yeah, Nas. With that money. Uh, I love a lot of Coronas too. A lot of Coronas. A lot, a lot of, of tuna sandwiches, no crust. Yep. Oh, look. <laughs> Marley brings visuals. <laughs> yeah. So when they did the test screening for this movie, it actually it did really well in the test screenings and. They were just like really surprised how well it did. And when the movie came out, it was a success here domestically, but they waited to release it internationally to avoid competition. It did not do as well internationally as they thought it would. It did fairly well, but not as big as it does now, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was was a freaking hit. And as we know, we have many, many sequels. Well, I don't think... It was a success and the studio was surprised, but I have, I can bet you all the money in the world that these movies have made that (laughs) I don't think that they planned on making 10 of these. No. (laughs) There is no like multi-movie story arc that was planned. (laughs) If you look at the, the box office, I could see why they continue to just give it a try because the first movie like i said it it made a ton of movie money and then i think too fast too furious ended up making 127 million dollars domestically and 109 million dollars internationally and then the even tokyo drift it made $96 million internationally in comparison to the first movie, which made $62 million. So even though it didn't make as much as like the first two domestically, it still made a good amount of money for a movie that was probably going straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. So when they, re- I guess they reached out to Vin Diesel and tried to convince him to come back and Paul to come back. I think Vin Diesel is really the force behind saying hey we're gonna make more of these right well yes but (laughs) at the end of fast the fast and the furious like vin diesel was offered i I forget how much money i forget how much money he was offered but he he was offered like a stupid like 25 million dollars to like return as dominic toretto but he didn't like the script for too fast too furious so that's why he's not in that movie Mm -hmm. but and, and it kind of blows my mind, like the money that he turned down for that, because I don't think he would turn that down now. And it's... I think, I think though, I think he wanted to. There were like he had done Pitch Black right before mm-hmm. this movie, and then he wanted Chronicles to do the Chronicles of Riddick, and that was like I think it just was his passion project at the time. Like he really wanted to make that second movie. And I think if he had done Too Fast, Too Furious, it would have kind of interrupted that whole situation. Well, um, he wants creative control on yeah. pretty much every single on pretty much every single movie. And Jackie, Jackie, I like 
like I kind of have to disagree with you when you said it's like there's no multiverse like plan <laughs> for like these movies because yes like you're right that there is there is no plan but I like to compare these movies to like D&D because Vin Diesel he's been play, like he's a huge nerd like if you follow on social media and, and like Instagram and or Twitter and he's been playing like a D&D character for like, 20 years mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure if you asked him he has character sheets for <laughs> for all these characters in Fast and Furious. So in a way, like no, no, there's no plan, but there is a plan in his <laughs> like, mind. There's yeah. a whole fucking universe. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's also in the weird. world. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No. no well, no. I, I was just saying, like in the world of like D and D, like there is a plan, but it's up to the players to like kind of create like that story. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's and that could be why like he has friction with some people because like if you have a whole vision in your entire head of how these characters are supposed to be and you go and do something completely different mm-hmm. he i could see where that might like drive him crazy and it's also very interesting that he has decided to keep brian's character alive in in these like there's no no plan to kill Brian off, even though mm-hmm. Brian has passed, you know, Paul Walker is dead, which yeah. I don't know if that is just his own grief that he's just not willing to do that because storyline, it, it doesn't make sense. I guess he's going to be at home all the time. I, I don't I don't know. Stay at home, dad. Yeah. Stay at home, dad. <laughs> which I, I'm totally fine with to, to have him kind of continue living on in, in in the in the universe because it's like a paying respects to paul walker yeah. the the person as well as to brian like brian's safe kind of raising raising his son and also paul walker is still able to live like in this universe yeah and i i do think it's like a form of grief for vin diesel because mm-hmm. if you talk about if you see like interviews with him and paul walker like on youtube like the two like loved each other, which which is super weird because they're two opposites. They're standing side by side, but I think it's kind of fascinating, like how much like the two loved each other. Yeah. Well, because... I mean, he named his daughter Pauline after Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paul has like a literal brother, but I feel like even just their relationship. I mean, I think he's cool with. He's obviously very cool with Paul's brother as well, mm-hmm. but yeah they both consider each other to be extended family even their families ex- feel that way so mm-hmm. i think that's nice so let's dive in jackie you ready we're at a port they're shipping containers <laughs> okay. there's tvs and dvd players in these shipping containers also vcr players i've seen a vcr <laughs> player somewhere <in> <laughs> And and they're the old like tube televisions. That yes. was like, <laughs> oh yeah, we used to have those. <laughs> um, and then so they're loaded on a truck, an eighteen wheeler, and then we see black Honda Civics with green neon light kits under them approaching the truck, and essentially they hijack the truck for the goods. Uh, so. We start off strong with Ken. He turns to me and says, this is all believable. You can really do that. As they're like driving under the truck and stuff, he's like, 
not with shipping container trucks. If you notice, the shipping container is up on blocks to make it high enough so the Civic can pass <laughs> under. To which I replied, I know Clark Griswold drove under a truck when he was going <laughs> to get a Christmas tree. <laughs> so we started off real, real good with the fun facts from Ken. Oh, gosh. And then we get this odd scene where Paul Walker's character, Brian, is driving. I guess he's practicing. It seems like there's no reasoning. There's no like. It didn't feel obstacle coursey or like a track. He's just driving crazy. <laughs> yeah. What was he doing? He, he, he's, he, he got to he got to get that tuna fish sandwich. so he eventually goes to toretto's marketing cafe but he's not so when he was driving crazy he was in the green eclipse that he races at the beginning but then his company truck is a ford lightning which Ken was very excited about and so i asked him tell me about the ford lightning and he said it was the first truck that was made to be like a street racer and so, and so you could do a lot of engine mods and things to it uh, that's, that's me a fun fact i didn't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> danielle it doesn't get any better <laughs> i'm already bored <laughs> <laughs> so he walks into the cafe he wants a crappy tuna fish sandwich from mia what are you he talking wants, about he wants he wants her tuna <laughs> If that wasn't an allegory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Dom is like in the back and he's just pacing and sweaty and angry. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know what he's doing back there. He keeps glaring out front. Like his shirt looks like he's been wearing it for five days. He no just, shower. No yeah. shower. Very and, <laughs> and Brian just been watched like stalker central. Mm-hmm. And, and just to rewind just a little bit, it's a it's a tuna sandwich, but with no crust. Yes. Like, like <laughs> this is what I love about the Fast and the Furious. Like it's so cheesy. It's so like out there. Like like tuna no crust, you could I can find I can buy a shirt. That says tuna no crust on it. <laughs> so I want to laugh at it so bad because who has a tuna sandwich in the middle of downtown LA, like during the summer? It's probably hot and just and like gross. and gross. <laughs> right. But Brian's is like, no, I like tuna no crust. <laughs> what he likes is a stomach virus, is what he likes. <laughs> because Mia, when she goes to make that sandwich, now she didn't had her hands on that counter for a while and she ain't look like she did nothing. Now, mind you, this store, I know it smells of, of gasoline and oil and whatnot. It looks like a, a restaurant you would find like in the middle of the desert. Right. It looks like a truck stop. Yeah. And- yeah. She goes to make the sandwich, no gloves, no rinsing of the hands with some soap, nothing. So Brian is getting all whatever she's been touching with I no crust. You, I, bet, I bet you he likes that. Of course he does. <laughs> he loves norovirus is what he likes. Which, which, speaking of that store, I actually visited that store in LA. Oh, okay. Fun fact it's, a, about, it's real. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, called, it's called Bob's Market. 
Oh, did you take a picture? Bob. Yeah, it's on my Instagram, so oh. people can check it out. So nice. And I was so disappointed when I visited visited it, and there was they don't sell tuna fish sandwiches. I'm very shocked. Oh, they have Fast and Furious merch. That's a a big miss on branding. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Tuna no like, crust. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too many people got food poisoning from the tuna no crust. They had to discontinue yeah. selling it. No sure. hand washing. No nope. hand washing. Did Marley, have you noticed, at least in this first movie, they all have the initials DT on the front of their car? I, now that you bring it up, I noticed it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do they really just have Dom's initials on the front of all their cars? I feel like they just own, he owns those people. (laughs) Blind faithfulness to him, 100%. And so we see the rest of the the crew, the family pull in. There's Letty, there's Vince, there's Jesse, and then there's the other guy that looks like Vince. May I just add (laughs) the most, I want to say, iconic introduction for Letty. She gets out of the car with the gravity boots, yes. with the scowl. She has a scowl on her face, <laughs> and I'm just like, no lines of dialogue at all. She's just like scowling at the. It's like, it, it's like Rob Cohen basically told her, like, "This is your first day on Fast and the Furious. I just need you to look angry." Like, yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> and I believe when she got this movie, it was right after it was a girl fight. Like mm-hmm. she had her date. Like a big debut, she played a fighter in that movie. Um, but let's talk about some casting before we go through because let's it's do. very interesting. So Paul Walker was the first actor to, to sign on. It took some convincing to get Vin Diesel. And he was able to be persuaded after several script changes had been made for him. I'm very interested to see what those changes were originally which i was really surprised timothy oliphant turned down the role of dom um Mm. because he had done gone in 60 seconds and he just felt like it would be too similar but the studio when they were going to green light the movie they said if you get timothy oliphant to play the role of dom the movie's green greenlit so when he said no (laughs) they were like i don't know if we're gonna get the money to get this done (laughs) apparently they did so, but there was a lot of people besides Vin Diesel that they approached. Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, Eminem, they were all considered for, oh, they were considered for Brian's role, actually, before okay. Paul Walker was cast. But if they were sticking true to the casting and their blueprint, which was point point break, then Paul Walker was the only choice since he's mm-hmm. very much a Keanu Reeves blonde version 100% I I don't think I don't know about Patrick Swayze and Vin Diesel being on the same page though Patrick Swayze's got more hair for sure Patrick (laughs) Patrick Swayze is so dynamic like he could play so many roles he has more range I'll say that than Vin Diesel. Yeah, he definitely has more range, but I wouldn't necessarily say that Vin Diesel has zero percent range in this. No, movie no, no. He does have he he does some interesting 
dramatic things in yeah. this movie that we'll get into. That I feel I like his think... acting is better in this one than the last one. The anything that comes after. Yeah. Like he's like he's very like brawn in like all the uh mm-hmm. most more recent ones. He's actually kind of like acting in these earlier ones. <laughs> instead of like I'm the tough guy. <laughs> yeah i think in the 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 more recent ones he's just phoning it in and he's like look i could fucking pull a rabbit out my ass at this point and people would still come to this damn movie so well he's like i just found out he's 55 years old this like this year and i'm just like seeing wrinkles on vin diesel now it's just like yeah. and watching this movie now it's like damn <laughs> so old. i'm old too so i was just like <laughs> Yeah. I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> the role of Mia was originally written for Eliza Dushku, but she turned it down. In addition to Eliza, Natalie Portman, Sarah Michelle Geller, Kristen Dunst, Bijou Phillips, and Jessica Beale also auditioned for the role. Wait a minute. Sarah Michelle Geller auditioned for this and y'all didn't give it to her? That don't add up. <laughs> well, from what I, one of the fun facts that I, that it's not necessarily fun, but like the reason why Vin Diesel wanted to like rewrite like this script is because originally like the cast wasn't as diverse as it was going to be. It mm. was like, like you mentioned, Timothy Theolphant was supposed to be Dom, like Dominic Toretto. The original cast was supposed to be all white and it was supposed to be like a bunch of like gang wars and like very racist. And mm. I guess Vin Diesel, I'm not saying it was 100% Vin Diesel, but I, I guess someone looked at the script and like, we can't, we can't do this. It had it's to be bad. Vin Diesel. It had to be Vin Diesel because I could tell you without a doubt, the rest of the studio execs wouldn't have given a shit. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. But I'm and really while glad. watching it, like I, I noted very pleasantly that... Like all of they all come together to do these illegal street races and stuff, but they all seem like they get along. There's not really this right. animosity except for like Johnny Tran and right. his motorcycle gang. Like all the other mechanic groups, like they're all pals and buddy. And there is there is that moment when Brian first shows up where you think Hector is going to kind of like front to him or whatever and then he's just like oh hey my name's Hector and stuff so you get that moment where you're like oh is this going to be a conflict and then it's like oh no he's just introducing himself because they're all out racing well Uh, I think another like I like that you put it that way Jackie because this like this film especially the first one like the Fast and Furious and especially the first this first film is very L.A like yeah it's like it's all these different groups all kind of like just conversing with each other and like they're yeah they're, they keep to keep to keep to their certain cultures and groups mm-hmm. but if another one kind of like pops up they're like oh hey what's up i'm just it's like it's very diverse and very like cultural and just like the way this film looks too it has like that sort of orange tint to mm-hmm. it that i that that is very uniquely la like it's it just gives like like it just makes it seem like it's just very warm and just like and i don't know it's just uniquely la so yeah and, and it feels makes all- paul walker's eyes pop 
<laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and it, it feels very authentic. And although Paul Walker is like a white lead, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there it's the movie is catering to him and centering mm-hmm. him. And I mean, honestly, I didn't see any like stereotypes that made me like cringe, especially like, I mean, any they could have gotten anybody besides jaw rule i'm talking about from like a racial standpoint mm-hmm. jaw rule being the leader of the blacks was not very good for me i was not liking that at i don't all. think it's i don't think it's good for anyone no it was absolutely <laughs> awful and he talks about himself in fucking third person i'm like this is weird now what they do fantastic and wonderful for representation from a ethnicity race standpoint they do horribly when it comes to women representation as like these groupies i'm not talking about necessarily letty and mia per se even though i don't know if letty or mia actually have a conversation with each other let's see in this movie i don't think so i don't think they interact so that is problematic and then you know that girl that walks up to jaw rules car and, and whatever his name is supposed to be she's like putting his hand on her breast so okay consent and saying this is yours and if you win the other girl is yours as well and i was just like what's happening because this is weird and but she says she did lie to him because she said it's his regardless yeah but then when he loses she she says the n-word and i i'm not 100 percent, but i don't think that bitch was black so i mm-hmm. was side-eyeing for quite a bit I had to take myself down but then i found out that she is <laughs> from the dvd extras a groupie who was in draws trailer so she was in his trailer <laughs> She just she, hanging out, and then she was in the she, Fast and the Furious with that, lines? That bitch had lines! <laughs> she was in Jaws' trailer, makes a brief appearance in the film as a woman his character Edwin fondled ahead of the drag race. So who That's knows wild. what she did in the trailer to get speaking credits in this fucking movie. And what pull did Jaw have <laughs> to get her this role now i have to say jaw had a lot of pull member pulled this is 2001 this is peak jaw rule like he is everywhere at this point i will just add jaw rule peak is just 2001 <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's not just 2001 it lasts okay. for a, a good two or three years i would say because <laughs> like i remember him and ashanti both of them hits after hit while i was in college so at least at least three to four years. At least. And then but, he has the we, we we won't talk about that. But he really <laughs> shouldn't have been in this movie. I remember like seeing him in this movie and just being like, he is horrible, he cannot act. And those cornrows need a fresh like who let him get on this on movie set? set with these raggedy ass cornrows without like a refresh. I was well, very clear, highly disappointed. Clearly, there was no black hair hairstylist for this movie. Oh, well, <laughs> not surprised about that. But Job was looking a hot fucking mess, and he could not act for the the life of me. 
And when he was losing, who did he he screamed that girl's name out? I was like, this is so bad. I would like to vote Monica. Monica. (laughs) That's what it was. So if I could change anything, I would like to formally ask for a new leader of the Black Coalition in the Fast and the Furious movie. Ludicrous? Yeah, so I wasn't real happy about the other two that they really wanted to (laughs) take over between freaking Tyrese and Ludacris. I was like, Jesus, this is the worst. Well, Um, I I don't know. (laughs) if If you had to pick between the two of them between Ludacris and, and Tyrese in, in, in real life both of them are trash human beings I'm just gonna okay. put that out there I'm I'm not even gonna say allegedly they're both trash human beings in real life from what they've put they've put out there in mm-hmm. the world so I'm still say I choose neither okay yeah yeah Shockingly, Fast and the Furious does not pass the Bechdel test. Letty and Mia, Letty passes Mia in the store and asks her how she's living, but Mia does not respond to her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. So. It's so easy. You know what my question is? What movie, by like by which movie in the series does Mia and Letty actually have a conversation that's not about Brian or Dom. Has that I'll even research. happened? Ooh, you're asking me to pull like <laughs> one out of my head. I I, I want to say You don't nine. have to answer right now. Damn. I want to say I want to say nine because there's a moment, but I think they're talking about Brian and nine. Isn't that is tragic on the it, highest level. <laughs> In nine, Mia asks Letty how she's been doing, and Letty talks about finding herself in her memories after a bout of amnesia. But is that what passes? Yeah, yeah, I remember that scene specifically because they're in Tokyo and they're having like ramen, and and Mia is struggling to eat ramen with with chopsticks. (laughs) It's super. It's really. It's a really funny scene. To just like to just see, <laughs> I think it does pass the Bechdel test. I think I'm looking at the other by thin now. hairs, <laughs> so, but eight movies later, <laughs> so fucked up. Back to the first movie. So, oh, yeah. when when Toretto's group can't like came into the drag racing scene, you know what thought popped into my head? What? Because they come in in V formation. And oh, I was fly, like, ducks fly together. Oh, man. Gordon Bombay. In the, <laughs> the, the flying V, flying V, flying V. No, it's flying D for Dominic Toretto. <laughs> I was about to say, excuse me. I watched, I watched those movies too damn. But yeah, yeah, flying D, 100%. Oh, man. So, so they they show up. Brian wants to. Oh, Letty is not having Ja Rule's groupie up on Dom trying to talk to him, and she roars at them. Meows. She meows. She's like, Row. <laughs> and then says, "I smell skanks." I, so I she, love. Well, it. she sniffs. She's like, skanks. I love- <laughs> I, Which I love um, 
her first line of dialogue for Michelle Rodriguez is a meow and then skanks. Yes. <laughs> and then Rob Cohen is just like, just throw some sniffs in there. I think that was all her, man. But their relationship is so interesting. Like, Dom, you know this bitch crazy. Why you keep playing with her? Why you keep testing her? He's like, what? I was just talking. He likes, uh, Dom likes likes women with the revenge. He really does. (laughs) And Brian then shows up and he wants to race for pink slips. Oh, prior to this, Brian, we find out, is working at Harry's. Is that his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to Harry's and is like, I need all the NOS. And so he's like, I want two of the giant bottles. To which Ken said, he doesn't need all that. One bottle would last you like a year. So I don't know why he's putting all that NOS in his car. And then Harry says, you're going to blow yourself up. And then you drive his with car a heavy does foot. blow yeah. up. <laughs> Oh, uh, we we skipped over the fact that Vince actually, mm-hmm. because he obviously has had a crush on Mia for a long time, so he sees Brian coming to the store over and over and over again for this damn tuna, and he's ready to fight Brian at this point. And Vince, they do Vince just being the worst human being, but all. he but he's not wrong. Like I, he, I called, at- he smells out a cop immediately immediately finds brian's behavior to be sus mm-hmm. and i mean i i know he's kind of perceived as a jerk but you have to look i I looked at it from his perspective this for this time which was the fact that like okay i've always been kind of like number two this whole time or maybe number three behind letty and dom is my best friend i'm in love with mia and here comes this dude who I know is a narc, 100%. Nobody's listening to me because I'm not handling it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I would be fucking frustrated, too, that here comes this dude and easily is just becoming best friends with my best friend, stealing my girl. That's not really my girl. That one I can let slide. But And I know he's a narc. He's got to go. I think the thing that I had an issue with this scene is just his use of the F word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's yes. unnecessary. It's just like, what? I know it's 2001. But and still. That, it, but still. Like, that's still kind of like, it. it's still, I still cringe at that line every single, even though the, yeah. the, the stuff that happens before he says that, you can get, <laughs> go, why don't you go to Fat Burger to get, you can get, <laughs> a, a burger like and fries for two ninety nine, bleep, like, yeah. uh, like I think, like I want to know how much Fat Burger paid to have that line in the movie. <laughs> I'm confused. What? We're kind of jumping around. Oh no no no! I I just figured something out. So the girl whose name is Monica that was in draw i i don't know if she was the one who was in draw rules i think she's the one who was in his trailer her name is really monica tomeo mm-hmm. and then the other girl whose name is literally edwin's babe is named tammy monica gregarian gregarian or something like that so she at least 
has her name in the cast, even though she had no lines whatsoever. So just and, yeah. the, these two women were Ja Rule's groupies. Yes. Wear your glasses. It just makes me it, like if they suitcase. were able to get speaking lines. I've like I've yeah. had a dream for like the longest time to be an extra in one of these <laughs> movies because <laughs> like th- during this first race, it's like like seeing like all the the background extras. It looks like they're having a blast. Yeah, like they're just like they're just like having a good time, like talking around, <laughs> like <laughs> like their cars and just like. I just want to be like that one person, like in the background, just like yeah. just with my hands in my pockets. Like... <laughs> I have I mean, like a map out, like you got lost, yeah, <laughs> stumbled yeah. into drag racing. Right. No, for real, those those scenes when they have like the drag races and everybody's half naked and just having a ball, like yeah, I would say out of all the parts of these movies, that's the only authentic part that I feel like I would definitely would love to be there or fly on the wall to see what the hell's going on. Right. (laughs) So during the drag race for Brian's car, Dom drops the beat and they take off. So Ken said the only part that's not believable in the movie (laughs) is that the floor pan for some reason drops out of Brian's car. Like the, the nuts and bolts rattle loose and he's like why that has no bearing on anything and then he said like danger to the manifold isn't a thing (laughs) like that wouldn't be like a warning to him why does he have a laptop in the car and that that was confusing to me but the the (laughs) left i know it has the well i know if you if you don't know, it's fine. I just I was curious. And then he has it hooked up to his car so he can monitor. Usually you just have like a little machine and it tells you any faults that the car throws. And so you can kind of see if there's like misfires or things like that. An OBD but, sensor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. How is the fire coming out of the back of the cars? Where'd that fire oh. from? Oh, Ken said you could make that happen, but you wouldn't want to, and that wouldn't just naturally happen at a drag like. Oh, so that that's fake. Yeah. Okay. For it just looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah, I would be concerned if my car, like, I would think the car will blow up if fire is coming out the asshole. Like, did it have a burrito (laughs) before it started the race? The tailpipe. The tailpipe. (laughs) Is that what the asshole of the? So, needless to say, not only did Brian not win the race, his car burns up. And Dom's like, you owe me a 10-second car. Like, Well, it doesn't technically blow up then. He he doesn't ruin it completely, right? He's still able to drive it afterwards because he saves Dom after this. It blows up, blows up when the the street mafia... Johnny, Johnny Tran, Tran and yeah. his group literally shoot it up with semi-automatics. Right. And Ken work. said what happens to the car is it throws a piston and he's like, you wouldn't be able to drive that car afterwards. Like it would be done. And the reason why the car blows up is because he has all of that NOS in it. And so when Johnny Tran is shooting it up, they hit a can of the NOS and it explodes. So Harry, not wrong. 
Hmm. And that's why Don was, he shouts, Nos! And then he gets in the <laughs> And so, I'll, I'll, I'll just ahead. like to add about like this first race. It, I think like watching it on multiple rewatches, I think it's really well shot. Like it, it almost looks like, like an anime sequence. Like mm-hmm. I like how with the speed lines and how like you're seeing like, especially when Ja Rule gets passed up by Brian, you see yeah. it, you see like the frames kind of like go it's you you make it it the way it's shot it makes it seem like they're going like really fast even though mm-hmm. in reality they probably weren't they're probably going yeah. like 25 so i uh, was very sad that at the end rick the actor rick yoon his character johnny tran is is killed or he's murdered because he is so fine and i felt like <laughs> That, you know, like you look at some of these characters in each movie and you're like, if they're not dead, can they come back? Can we bring them back? They're bringing back everybody. So I, I didn't remember rewatching this that Johnny died. And I was <laughs> like, ooh, I remember how fine he was. I wonder if they'll bring him back. And then Johnny's bitch ass died. So, yeah. So cop show. Oh, Dom asks Brian why he's smiling. And he's like, I almost had you. Like, he was real excited. You almost had me? (laughs) (laughs) Brian plays, I don't, I want to say this loosely, but Brian plays dumb real well. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just like a goofy golden retriever. He's a puppy dog. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the common trope is fish out of water trope and it, it, like brian plays it paul walker plays it really well like yeah. in this movie it's not even just fish out of water like he just looks just happy to be there <laughs> you know it's, it's pretty funny yeah so then the police show up everyone scatters dom has some secret parking garage he just parks in and like why not just hang out there yes. for a little bit till the cops are gone? Like he immediately walks out of the garage, starts walking. And then they know that Dom is in charge of this drag racing. Right. And so they're like, there he is. Like With his big old him. noggin as if nobody was going to notice his shiny ass head in the mean streets like, of LA. Put a hat on or something, Dom. Right. He can't and, fit a hat. And so the cops are after Dom and Brian pulls up and rescues dom takes him back to the house and dom randomly tells him or no they have a con- conversation about like has brian ever did any time and then like dom reveals that jesse's already ran a scan on him like he knows who brian is and then dom says he did two years and he'll die before he ever goes back so and when we see in the other movies, the two years is like juvie, essentially. Like mm-hmm. he's young when mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. It doesn't make it any less horrible. Yeah. But the way that he talks about it, I'm like, oh, he really went hard. He was in prison, but he was young. Just juvie. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then this is where Johnny Tran and his motorcycle gang shows up, shoots up the eclipse, it explodes, explodes, and then they go back to Dom's house. There's a house party happening, and Dom's pissed. As he should be. All of you fuckers, like, just left me out to dry, didn't come to find me. My girlfriend's playing video games. Everyone else is just, like, partying, 
got you women making I... out with each other. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't know if I got picked Arrested up by the police or, or not. Yeah. yeah. So essentially he's like, this guy here, Brian, he he's a ride or die. He came and he got me and he brought me back to the house. I honestly don't think that it was fair that Brian had to drink Vince's nasty backwash. I would have been like, give me a new damn Corona. I don't want his, like, <laughs> it's not like you give me his jacket or his car or something. Yeah. Give me his backwash. I don't want this shit. I don't know where his mouth has been. Ooh, clearly, we know where it's been because of that house party. <laughs> it's been going down. But also, part of just backing up to Johnny Trin's street gang, does anybody else recognize recognize his henchman who's Lance? played Reg? Yeah, Lance, who's played by Reggie Lee. Do you know where you've seen him? I've I've seen him on so many procedural doc dramas. Like CSI. Like, I think he's been on CSI like a couple of times. Too. I know he played a really bad guy on like Law and Order before. But so like seeing him in this movie in those like leopard, I don't even know, like snakeskin leather pants was trippy and made me laugh. Plus his face has always looked old. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of threw me off. But when I saw him, I, I just could not stop laughing when seeing him try to be like a bad guy. It just like doesn't fit. Like he's a bad guy in all those other shows, but not. A leather pants movie. wearing <laughs> bad guy. So maybe it's just me. Never mind. Continue. So, oh, and it, and Vince is like, you bring the buster into the house? And Vince is like, or not Vince. Dom is like, the buster kept me out of handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my Dominic Cardell <laughs> impression. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, you did. You did nail it. That's for social media right there. <laughs> this is um, TikTok content. So uh, oh Mia is like so Vince is getting like hype because Brian's there. And so Mia comes in and kind of is like, come get me a drink and kind of gets him out of that situation. And Vince is going on and on about how he's an undercover cop. And then cut to the next scene. Because at this point, we don't, we, Brian's just happy to be there. Like, we don't right. know much about Brian. He likes tuna fish sandwiches without the crust. He's not a great driver. And he works at Harry's. Like, that's all we know. Right. So then cut to the next scene. It's um at a freaking gorgeous Gorgeous, gorgeous mid-century modern house that has been seized by the police and is kind of being used as an FBI headquarters, makeshift headquarters. Sadly, because I had to research this house because I was in love with <laughs> this house. Before we get to that, we have yeah. Brian, the scene where Brian's getting arrested. And oh, yes. I, I feel like, like when, like, when people first saw this and they didn't know that Brian was like a cop, like this probably was a pretty interesting twist yeah. where he gets arrested and they bring him to that house. Where it's like, I don't know how, if you've seen point break. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> like if you, if you haven't seen point break, then it was a twist for you. But if you have, it's like, I, I don't know. That's just something that I think 
was kind of like interesting like it, yeah, yeah definitely you're like um, oh man vince is right yeah so he brian's getting yelled at because he destroyed an eighty thousand dollar car obviously he's working for the fbi and i can't really figure out the correlation of like he has to be like a drag racer like i know that they are going on their honda civics that are doing these robberies and they they seem like racing cars but like really brian needs like to go out and race and like be a part of this culture to try and like i feel like there was a better way to solve the case like just have them them under surveillance i don't understand why he needed to and like usually when you're infiltrating a group like this there there's many layers and there's many organizations and you're trying to figure out because you don't understand the org chart of like how this is flowing and how this is going on but just a random group going to like a mom and pop operation right to (laughs) hold up a bunch of truckers does not make an undercover investigation and how many truckloads of of items would they have to like steal to warrant an not one eighty thousand dollar car, but like I'm sure they've paid for other things, and like they're they're using Harry as a front, and like, well, I think I think they explain the fact that it's the truckers, the trucker industry that has put these formal complaints. So I'm sure because Brian is. Uh, LAPD I guess because mm-hmm. I was I was always confused I wasn't sure if he was FBI or a cop but I guess he's LAPD and because the truckers have put in a complaint the FBI probably had to get involved and that's why it's probably been leveled up but again does not does not need Brian to go undercover for it well it just if if he didn't go undercover, it, that would be one, and it wouldn't be a, an interesting movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. we 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 get that, but like, I'm glad they didn't make it about drugs. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it just like in Point Break, they're robbing banks, right? Like, they're they're getting cash money, whereas like, okay, but Dom, what do you do with the VCR afterwards? Like, you have to have a black market now, and like right. someone that's Who's willing sweet. to buy this. So like it just didn't he put it on sense. Craigslist. <laughs> See, if they had done that, if they had done like there is a black market that they're selling to, yeah, and that's what Brian's trying to get to, not even Dom and his gang. And let's say they finally were able to capture that guy, then the fourth movie could have actually made sense because mm-hmm. they could have said this guy was coming back for revenge or something like that. Or like they messed up the pipeline or something but you know they weren't think forward thinkers like myself so (laughs) so brian does request that he needs another car the best they got on their budget is like a burnt up supra but it has a 2jz engine in it i bet you're wondering (laughs) i bet you're wondering is that a good engine? Well, let me tell you, when I asked that question to Ken, he said, that's the engine. And he got real serious. Oh, 
said, yeah, because when the guys saw it in the movie, they looked like they were about to go in the closet and whack one off. They were so excited. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, very good engine. We see a little more of Jesse. He explains that he has ADD and is not really able to focus, and he's interested in math and science, but not anything else. Which, by the way, I like. I'm glad that you mentioned this like early early on. This is probably my favorite part of this movie because you don't get a lot of like, like as someone that has like undiagnosed ADHD, mm-hmm. it's it it's. It, I'm sure it was like very nice to see like a movie like this representing this type of like 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 disorder, mm-hmm. like like on the big screen and like Jesse is like g- generally like a good guy. And yeah. like that stuff he does is like I, I don't know I just I think that is like representation that that is that we see in this film that we don't necessarily see in films of today. I'm yeah. talking about like ADD and like like and how uh, he he kind of describes that he hyperfixates on engines and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah a neuro neurodivergent character was very much appreciated and that he kind of found his people, people that were willing to appreciate him for his skills. Yeah, and it's very nice early on that you could tell that Dom, he not only takes care of his literal family and his girlfriend and his best friend from like third grade, but like he takes in strays. He takes in people who have no other place Mm -hmm. and he is fiercely loyal to them no matter what. And it's reciprocated tenfold. He's a yep. he's a foster parent. Essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not trying to like downplay that, but I'm just saying. But no, but they're fa- like I love stories with the found family. So yeah. But when you talk about Brian being undercover and his boss, who's just like, you know, he's. He's not yelling at Brian and, and and whatnot. He's he seems like a father figure almost to Brian, and he's very patient. But is this the guy from Monk? Yeah, I, yes, I believe so. <laughs> okay, I was like his voice, his whole. I'm like, I think this is the guy from from Monk, but he's not as agitated as he is on the on Monk. So I was like, okay. Yeah. See, that, like, that's the thing that is the weirdest thing about, like, all of these movies is that all of a sudden you can see, like, an actor that you recognize. I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> like, why are you here in this weird movie about street racing or international terrorism now? It's mm-hmm. like, there's tremendous actors in it. And, like, we mentioned that Timothy Oliphant was supposed to play, like, Dom Toretto. I can't see that. Like, let's see timothy oliphant running around with freaking paul walker i can't yeah it would have been a totally different person other than paul walker if that was the case but i would say that this movie isn't campy in comparison to all the other things that come afterwards everybody in this movie was legitimately trying to act in this Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. like I was like, I don't remember this being this this good, but I'm saying this with the knowledge of where we have come. <laughs> well, you're saying this in 2023. Right. <laughs> with Fast X coming right. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we see Vince is still big mad that Brian is at, or now we're at the barbecue, right? And so Vince is really mad that Brian is at the barbecue. He's been invited. And... 
after dinner, Mia and Brian are washing dishes and he asks her out and she says she doesn't date her brother's friends. And so Brian's like, oh, okay. But then Vince comes in, apparently has never worked a microwave before. He's trying to <laughs> pop popcorn and is starting to go in on Brian again. So Mia then, Mia did Vince dirty. She's like, <laughs> what's the name of that Cuban restaurant you've been wanting wanted to take me to he's like oh yeah cha-cha-chas and she's like yeah brian can take me there Ooh. like move savage <laughs> yeah she knew what she was doing yeah she poor vince wanted to cry poor thing well maybe he shouldn't use the f word Just yeah facts. it's true karma it's true karma. <laughs> i'm trying to think of when this comes up the three oh Brian then oh Hector comes into Harry's to order some car parts and he needs three of everything in their four Honda Civic so Brian's like I've cracked this fucking case which he wouldn't even need to drag race if he just worked at Harry's long enough someone was gonna come in and order the parts for the Civics that were in the he he drag raced because he wasn't able to slowly get into Toretto's gang and he wanted to accelerate catching Dom's attention, essentially, since mm. the first attempt did not work, I think, personally. So this leads Brian to concoct a brilliant plan to break into Hector's garage. The way that he's able to get up and go down a pipe thing, it's uh, admirable. <laughs> <laughs> You were impressed? I was. I was like, well, damn, that was fast. <laughs> so Brian is in Hector's garage and he three sees three civics. No, sorry. There are civics in there. He's checking them out and then he is knocked out. Vince and Dom drag him out back and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you breaking into Hector's garage? And Brian plays it off as like, we want to know the competition for race wars. That's what it's called, right? Yep. Okay. Problematic. <clears throat> Let's say problematic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to workshop an, a different name for and these drag races. I will just say that Vin Diesel's production company in later films is One Race Films. So... We all, we all know where Vin Diesel lies. <laughs> yeah, yes. he. I mean, he is. He believes that we all are one human race. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian explains to Vince and Dom that there are three. Hector has three Civics with spoon engines, which Ken did not know what a spoon engine was. He did look at. He spent the entire time on his phone looking up how much cars are. And then these engines. And so apparently it's a performance engine and they're based in Southern California. So that is accurate as well. Vince still thinks he's a cop, but then they're like, hey, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go break into trans, see what he's got over there. So they break into trans shop and there's no engines in any of his cars. And then Brian sees TVs and DVD players and VCRs just stacked in the corner of trans garage. So he's like, aha, I found them. Excellent. <laughs> and then Johnny comes in, the, him and his gang, 
have a guy at gunpoint and then they're complaining that the cars were delivered with no engines and where are engines and the guy got i think thought he was going to get one over on johnny tran says they're in a warehouse no johnny starts pumping oil into this man's mouth and just pretty much waterboarding him with oil and he goes they're in a warehouse and then Johnny's like, okay, we got the information. Let him go. I'm like, but he- what warehouse? Where is the warehouse? I'm going to need details, sir. <laughs> See, if, if they're like waterboarding him with oil and they say like, oh, once they get the information, just let him go. He's not going anywhere. That dude's He's dead. dead. Yes. <laughs> Like, I just hope Casualty. people didn't see this and say, oh, I'm going to do that shit for real. Uh, don't try this at home, kids. So he takes this information back to the FBI and he's like, but I need more hard evidence. Like I wasn't able to get a box to match serial code, serial numbers. Like we need more hard evidence. And the FBI is like, no, we got probable cause. We're going in after Johnny Tran. Like SWAT busts into his parents' house while they're having a lovely dinner, like scare the shit out of everyone arrest Johnny and then his dad comes up to him and slaps him while he's in handcuffs I I believe it like I think more than anything Johnny was really upset that his you know that that mess came into his family like his dad didn't play that's dishonorable for his family and that's what his dad slapped him for you you brought dishonor to the family with this shit like what the fuck and there I say just racial profiling like all around like yes it's just it's all bad it's all bad yeah. and do, do you know like like that during this entire scene that's happening there's like a hard rock hard metal like song is that marilyn manson like playing oh i don't know but i don't know it was kind of an awkward like montage the when the swat was coming in and like <laughs> oh. like it, it was just kind of weird <laughs> Also, like, how do they say they don't have anything on them? Those guys had automatic weapons. And I know in the rest of the country, there may not be strict laws, but California is definitely one of those states that has pretty tough gun laws. And I just be like, they they shot up my car and made it explode. Like, they could have had something that was police property that they shot up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm like, you ain't got nothing on them? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was um, dumb to go in after so quickly. Like, the yeah. FBI were so stupid. Yeah, they needed to pump the brakes on that for sure. No pun um, intended. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Now, Brian is taking Mia on their date. Then I keep calling him Vin. Dom says, you break her heart, I'll break your neck. And so (laughs) he set the line. And then before they leave on their date, Dom's like, let me show you something. And they go into his garage and it is the charger that is behind me. It's the the black car. Yes. And Dom tells him the story about him and his dad building it. He's never driven it. And his dad was a race car driver. Yeah, like, like a circuit driver. Yeah. And so and someone clipped him, put him into a wall, 
and his car caught on fire and he essentially burned to death, which unfortunately ended up being very similar to how Paul Walker ended up passing away was a similar situation. But Dom said that the reason why he had to go to jail or juvie was because he took a wrench and beat the guy who clipped him almost to death. And but so, then we, in one of the other movies, we find out more information on that. So that's... It's in nine. Yeah. Nine, they, they actually, like, bring up... They actually film, like... The, the car wreck and like they sh- like that's basically basically the beginning of f9 like yeah. the the race where his dad dies and i don't know if it, they show like dom beating someone with the wrench in nine because i don't remember that movie all that well, <laughs> but... they show yes they do show him beating up the guy and they show i know that they show him going to juvie i i know they show him like having an interaction with the guy i don't know if they like got into like how how violent Mm. it was but there are parts of this movies that of this movie that they had to cut out speaking of violence because they wanted to get that pg-13 rating Mm. uh, because it was really close to being an r-rated movie if they hadn't done that this movie wouldn't have made as much money because all those kids all those kids were coming to see this movie so i was wondering if they they probably cut out like the violence right like, mm-hmm. like there, but... there were some scenes with vince where they cut out like he he was all bloodied and stuff like that yeah there was quite a bit but waterboarding someone with oil that's right okay. that's fine <laughs> like... this is this is america <laughs> okay <laughs> guns and waterboarding is a hundred percent in our constitution oh yeah you know what we love guns we love oil so. Yes. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. America. Yeah. So Dom was banned from the tracks because of this incident. And so he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Meaning he can only drag race. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like that thought process. Like, you know, don't try to over plan. Just take it one day at a time. It's true. And that line will forever be quoted and brought up in memes and <laughs> <laughs> it, so, it, it, like i said before like the lines in this movie i want to laugh at them so bad because they're so cheesy and <laughs> corny but i like i have to respect them now because it's like like yeah they are corny but it's like there's a lot there's kind of a lot of thought like put into them like <laughs> Plus, it's like Genesis of the Bible, you know, the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about like the Bible and Vin Diesel, because oh. we all know that with these movies, he sees himself as Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every archetype of a hero in these movies have some sort of reference to Jesus. We learned mm-hmm. that in our sophomore high school English class. Shout out, Mr. Chandler. Hello, Duke Chandler. <laughs> Hope you're still living your best life on your boat. Shucky darn. <laughs> does, does he listen? Does he listen to the show? We hope so. In our hearts. <laughs> that's the class where we met. So yeah. hopefully. That's cool. <laughs> so now Mia and Brian are on their date. She's talking about how like she compares Dom to gravity. Everything gravitates towards him. And... Brian said, no, you pulled me in. Friends with Dom is just a bonus. Look at and them then they wake lines. up. 
in Harry's stock room where Brian lives? Question mark. That's where he gets it on. <laughs> so he brings the ladies back. I'm yeah. like, so Brian doesn't have a home. What's happening here? Well, he's undercover. He can't yeah. go back to his actual home. So yeah. this is where he. <laughs> and he can't do it in Mia's room. Dom might come in. That's true. And haven't we all had sex in a stock room? You know. No yep. comment. <laughs> no. Oh, well, you know. No comment. Now there is a montage. There's car prep, the raid, and then Letty and Dom heavily making out. Oh, yeah. yeah. The way that he grabs her ass cheeks, I was like, let me go in the room for a second. <laughs> <laughs> for Y2K, Jackie, that was that was the highlight of the movie was that ass grab. <laughs> Peak yeah. cinema. You couldn't wait for it to come out on DVD and you'll just re- rewind it. Yeah, rewind, like, like it looked like he was lifting a piece of paper. Like how he do that? Well, I mean, it's kind of cool because Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez were dating off screen during filming. Actually, the director of this movie said all of the leads were messing around with their counterparts. He's like, I don't really know all the details, but Paul had a huge crush on Jordana. I don't know if that like came to fruition, if they actually messed around or not, but yeah, love was in the air on the first. Well, not trying to bring down the mood, but we all know kind of like right. We we have. I won't go there. I won't go there. No, it's fine. We should address that Paul. He has he had some a lot. He has a history of dating underage girls and mm-hmm. it's very problematic and i think for all of us when we have stars that we like them in their movies and we and they also have passed it makes it very difficult but it's facts we shouldn't avoid it mm-hmm. it's disturbing and quite frankly honestly i i just wonder if that would have come up more if he was still alive because people still like they make tiktoks about it now so mm-hmm. everyone's very well aware of his problematic behavior i mean yeah. 16 years old young girls and i hear rob cohen was pretty similar with like he had sexual misconduct like like issues like the like director after this yeah after this film so that's something to just take note of like when all this mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> it's at it's this, unfortunate it's at unfortunate. this point we can make a list of all the movies we've done with just it's just getting there's so many people that are just ridiculous and disgusting and hollywood has a problem for sure 100 mm-hmm. yeah. percent. so uh, it, oh. it also doesn't <clears throat> surprise me either that like everyone in the cast probably did something because just the way this film looks and just the type of people that are like especially like the whole stuff with jaw like jaw rule mm-hmm. and his groupies it's like <laughs> that was just the vibe of this of this right. production and i'm just like yeah this is kind of not surprising at all yeah not surprising <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Blake. And I'm Dave. And we're the co-hosts of First Prize Films. It's a comedy podcast where we take two films of the same genre, separated by at least a decade, and battle them to the death. Metaphorically. Nope, literally. God. So if you want to hear two dickheads talk about genre movies, and hopefully give you a couple laughs, then search First Prize Films on your favorite podcast platform. Or find us on social media at First Prize Pod. We also stream every week on Twitch. Swing by, chat movies, and tell us how fucking dumb we are. Because we're pretty dumb. <laughs> See ya! Bye ya! So where are we at now, Jackie? So now we're after the raid at Johnny Trans. The chief blames Brian for it, even though he was the one that was like, it's too soon. So he has 36 hours to get some concrete evidence or they're pulling him off of the case. And this is where he's really drilling Dom about like, mm-hmm. I know you've got something going on and I want to be in on it. Yep. And, and Dom does not involve Brian whatsoever still it's and i like that they bring up the the typical trope you've got 36 hours to solve this case right exactly or it's all off the case it's all over give me turning your badge on monday (laughs) so what dom does instead is invite brian to race wars right we call Um, it something else (laughs) that's also what they almost called the movie it was one of the names that they had race wars red line and racer x were working titles for the movie thank god they i mean as much as we can't stand what's happened afterwards it's way better than race wars yeah yeah, I probably probably would not like these movies as much if it was called Race Wars. <laughs> yeah, all of these are very racial, actually. Racer X, Redlining, Redline, and Race Wars. These were all problematic names. <laughs> I think there's actually a movie like that has cars in it called Redline. It's not mm-hmm. Fast and Furious related. Oh. Maybe it's a movie in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I hope <Okay>. not. <laughs> <laughs> no more cars. So <laughs> now we're at the race event, and and we see what's the guy's name? The Jesse. We see Jesse get. Well, first we see Letty con a guy into oh. putting in two thousand. I think like two grand or something to race her. Obviously, taking advantage of the fact that she knows that he probably doesn't think she could race because she's a woman, and she wins that. She wins that real bad, which is hilarious. And then we see Jesse going to race his dad's car, who's in prison. Mm-hmm. A Jetta. A Jetta. Yeah. And obvi- obviously, we know he's not going to win because Johnny Tran is who he's racing. So Brian is like, please don't do this. Like, this is a mistake. And so, of course, Jesse loses because he's inexperienced. I don't know where Dom was um, during this whole thing. And Jesse just keeps going. After he loses, he is out of there. So then, of course, Johnny Tran pretty much attacks Dom, blames him for the raid on his family's home, and Dom just being called a snitch in these Mm -hmm. streets, he caught them hands. But, like, it's weird because Johnny... As he's getting his ass beat, at some points he's kind of smiling when Dom is pulled off of him. In this whole scenario, I mean, security comes and then Dom's team is taking the security off of Dom. And I do love how Letty just knocks Lance the fuck out Yeah, when she sees him coming to try. Yo, she ride or die forever. 
it's like we made a list of the top ride or die women in movies for their man letty is number one toxic yeah. as fuck but yeah 100 percent for her man so then race wars apparently is over question mark because we never see brian race yeah. or like the way that they made this such a big deal and then, and we, then we, we don't... saw literally like two races and then we were done right well, I, I think like since jesse like drives off because he doesn't want to give up his dad's car i think that's kind of like stops everything yeah like and everyone's kind of focusing on jesse but my question here is how come they weren't expecting someone to drive off like that like like before like yeah, they're in a car because and they're going there's, <laughs> there's rules to the game like there's rules on these streets but jesse was like he got I'm nervous scared. He I'm in love with Jesse's car. <laughs> he didn't want to give it up. Didn't want to give it up. It so, was his daddy's car. His daddy's car. I mean, <laughs> and then I guess they're they're back home because they're trying to find where where Jesse is. Mm-hmm. Like they're all looking for Jesse. No, and they, they figured have the that whole... he would be at home. Because oh no, they're still at the race, but then Brian sees Mia and Dom get in a fight mm-hmm. because Dom is leaving and Brian pretty much is like, Well, what the hell is going on? Because you guys are fighting and you're crying, and Dom leaving the race in the middle of this whole thing. And then Brian just confesses, like, look, I'm a cop. I'm a cop, and they're in some trouble like the the drivers are arming themselves right like this isn't good yeah this isn't gonna be good you have to tell me where they are i mean mia's pretty pissed but she's also concerned about her brother mm-hmm. and brian uses his police contacts to try to do a tracking on dom's phone to see where they're at meanwhile the team is getting ready for their next heist and both Vince, who is an intu- you can't tell me that man's not a cancer or a water sign, the way his intuition be on point. And even Letty's like, I don't think things are, like, this doesn't feel right. And we shouldn't be doing it without Jesse. Yeah, they were a man down to begin with. And they're like, just shit feels wrong. And right. Dom's like, no, like, this is the last one. And then we'll we'll be good for a while. Much like Point Break, Vince gets severely injured attempting to rob this 18-wheeler because the driver does, in fact, have a, a shotgun. And, um, Which, random, by the way. I'm like, I understand, like, they're trying to protect their, their load, but it's like, it's, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. And, and also, I'll just have to add about, like, this heist. Very extra effort to rob it's like why not wait for the truck to park and mm-hmm. rob like when the trailer is it's like why do you have to rob like like as the truck is moving with yeah. a harpoon gun and i'm like it, it's it's extra very for no extra <laughs> it's foreshadowing to if you thought this was extra <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to see what ken has to say about these other oh, movies yes <laughs> Nor can I. (laughs) So not only does Vince get shot, 
his arm gets wrapped around the harpoon cable and mm-hmm. it's like all sliced up and stuff. So Brian does use his, Brian shows up, helps out, calls for a helicopter. So Dom is now in the know. Brian is a cop and he is pissed. And then Brian's in the field with the helicopter loading Vincent. And then the rest of the gang is in one of the civics and they're like, come on, Mia, we got to go. And so Mia makes the choice to go with her brother and her family. And so then after that, they get home and Jesse comes screeching around the corner and he's apologizing to Dom that he, he knows he fucked up, but like he just got scared. And just as like Jesse is standing and apologizing to John Dom, here comes Johnny Tran and his one of his motorcycle guys, and they do a drive by, and Jesse end up, ends up getting shot and killed during this encounter. And Brian doesn't miss a beat. He hops in his car. He goes after them, and then Dom, or actually, it was. Dom that Dom is getting in his car yeah. and Brian is like trying to stop him in before this even happens. Yeah. And then they both are like, let's do this. Yeah. Now, what I think it is, what I think is interesting or worth mentioning is that Brian's captain or whoever his boss is tells him that it seems like Brian is conflicted as to where his loyalties lie. And mm-hmm that everyone gets to pick their family. And so he needs to choose what that is. If it's Dom or the police force, essentially. So it's like the first, well, one of the many mentions of family in this whole series. And in this interaction, you could see that that's what Brian is doing. He is choosing to who his family is really by helping out Dom and to go after Johnny Tran he cares about Dom because yeah. of everything that they've been through. And yeah. like he knows that Dom isn't like the guy that like these the people are... think he is, yeah. Yeah. And so they go after Johnny Tran and his other minion mm-hmm. and they get dusted, they're killed. R.I.P. Johnny. But while they're in the scene behind Jackie, Dom says you know, when this light turns green, I'm out. You know, you, you good luck trying to catch my ass. It's a quarter and, mile stretch. Yeah. It is. It's the- where he used to race in high school. So they're essentially racing each other. And even though essentially Brian should be chasing Dom, mm-hmm. he's just having the time of his fucking life. And uh, the train is coming. Right. Just to up the the anticipation. Yeah. So they both make it, but then Dom in his celebration is has locked eyes with Brian as they are both driving like a hundred miles an hour. And a yeah. semi pulls out and clips. Him. Isn't that karmatic justice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and Dom clips him, flips the the charger. And Ken did say. He would be dead because that car has a roll cage and you can see when Dom's sitting in it, the roll cage is like right level with his noggin and he wasn't wearing a helmet or anything. He's like, his head would have cracked open like an egg. 
is the exact <laughs> Ken Fleur words used. So there are, uh, you can hear sirens in the distance. The cops are closing in on them. And so Brian gives him the super keys and says, I owe you a 10 second car. So Dom takes off. And then the movie just ends with Brian, like slow-mo walking. Well, they had another ending with Brian and Mia making out, which is funny because Jordana Brewster totally forgot that she even filmed that scene. (laughs) But I guess they must have known they were doing the second movie and they needed Brian to kind of be on the run. So Mm. they changed the ending. Well, that is Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the (laughs) The Furious. Fast and the Furious. Just a few more fun factoids. Rob Cohen's original casting choices for this movie were Mario Lopez as Dom, Mark Paul Gossler as Brian, and Dustin Diamond as Jesse. I just, I just. Don't Did he just know. say that cast works? We'll just insert them <laughs> in this racing movie. However, studio execs feared that the redeeming of the save of the Save by the Bell cat co-stars would confuse audiences. So Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and Chad Lindbergh were eventually cast in the roles, obviously. But I don't know if he was high. I would love to see that movie. Because that sounds fucking hilarious to me. (laughs) But also ridiculous. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I I would like to see that movie too. (laughs) Anything with Dustin Diamond in it, that would be (laughs) be wild. Uh, um, Maybe there's a short film out there. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe there's an alternate universe where that actually happened. Because I'd love to see it. I right. also think it's really interesting that Jordan and Brewster and Michelle Rodriguez did not have their driver's license before getting this movie. So they had to, I mean, everyone took lessons, but they did not have their license starting. So I think that's hilarious. Uh, and I know we talked about the title of this movie. It turns out there was another film, The Fast and the Furious from 1954. So that the studio ended up buying the rights, the title rights of the movie. It was also about racing, but totally different premise. Are we ready for ratings? Yeah, I I, I think so. The rest are a bunch of car facts, and I think we've had enough. But before we get <laughs> Well, let's just read them. Let's just read them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Before we get into our ratings. Marley, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social and listen to your podcast? You could fo- follow me pretty much anywhere at Marley Loves Film. I'm, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Letterboxd, at Marley Loves Film. It's the username. And people can listen to my podcast, The Real Lovers Podcast, anywhere where, where you can listen to podcasts. So Awesome. And you should definitely check it out. And if you have any questions for us or you just want to check out our socials, head to No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And Marley, I will start with you with your present day ratings of this film. I I knew this was coming. This was coming. I can't rate my family. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Rate my family. Yes, a hundred percent. Five day rental. It's a five day rental. All right, a five day rental. I'm gonna you know what I'm right there with you I was entertained I was not bored I was surprised 
that the acting wasn't as bad as I envisioned it to be. And I, yeah, I wasn't dreading watching it. I, I was dreading watching it before it started. But then when it started, I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It has gotten worse. <laughs> Jackie. I'm still with it. I, I, I bought it. I, at first, I was like, oh, do I really have to buy this movie? And then afterwards, I'm like, fair. I bought this movie. So, yeah, it it, it, it gave me the same feels it did when I was... <laughs> tearing out of the parking lot the dollar theater. exactly <laughs> jackie seeing sirens in a rearview mirror <laughs> one quarter mile at a time baby <laughs> another fast and the furious boys get her <laughs> so if you have opinions want to tell us how you first experienced fast and the furious what your favorite in the franchise is if you consider consider Hobbs and Shaw canon or not, hit us up at the quick drop quick drop nine zero nine six zero one and MLF nine zero nine six zero one six six five three. You can twat us at the Twitters or leave a message on our Spotify for Podcasters <laughs> account. I hate that name. And it's, you can be featured on a future episode. <laughs> uh, well, join us next week as we hit the streets again, y'all, with the Italian job. More Fuck heisting. these cars! How, how perfect for you to that movie next. At least they're all pretty much Mini Coopers, so I don't have to ask Danielle what's that car. Red, red car, blue car. <laughs> Marley, we're so thankful that you joined. Yeah. We are so thankful of all the support that you show our podcast. Like honestly, we're so glad that we've become friends. But your support has meant so much to us. Hearing your feedback, your laughter, it really makes us feel good that we're doing a good job. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It, this is a pleasure. I'm really glad that we can talk about family <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> and like, I'll, I'll, I'll just have to change what you just said there. We're not friends. We're family. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> can't. Jackie... Roll the clips. (laughs) (laughs) And be kind and rewind.